Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'm back with a repeat guest. I think Linda Silva, who's with me today, has been on the podcast four times. This is her fourth episode. So you'll have to go back and listen to her other episodes. We'll mark those in the show notes. Linda is the owner of Align Myofascial Release in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. Linda, welcome back. You're you're a favorite guest. Welcome back to the program. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Heather. It's fun. It's fun to be here. Yes. I'm so excited to talk to you today. We were going to go over, you had posted a win in the group. So Linda, Linda has been a coaching client of mine. She's one of my OGs. She was a one-on-one client, went into the groups when I had the 12 week groups, and now she's a member of the 12 month group coaching program. Before we get into what I want to talk to everybody about today, can you kind of share what brought you back to coaching and joining the 12 month program after you'd been in other programs with me? Yeah, I actually took a little break. So last year, I think I was in the January to April or whatever it was. Um, And then I took a break, April and on. And then when you did the 12 month, I thought I knew I needed back into coaching because I was losing momentum. And I just loved the idea of the 12 month. I can't tell you how much I love and only once a week just took all the stress off. And so, yeah, it was, it was a, it was just a, it was a no brainer. I just had to jump in on the the one year and trust me, I'll be joining again in August. If you do. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> so, I know. love hearing that it's a no brainer. I think people have heard me talk about this on the podcast before. Like I just was really racking my brain about how do I make this program better? And I think that length was one of it. And then also having the ability to have one call a week. Now, there'll always be people that want coaching every day, but you can get coaching every day in the Facebook group. So there's kind of like the best of both worlds and then bringing on a co-coach for more help. So there's more, you know, even more surround care has been nice, I think, for everybody too. What do you think about the difference in it being like a small, like 20 person environment to now, like we're about ready to have over a hundred people in group. Like what's that been like for you? Cause you've been like a one-on-one and then the small group and now the bigger group. And you're like, I'm coming back for more. <laughs> coming back for more. Absolutely. I think the more people, the better. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, I don't, I haven't even been coached by you or Meg literally on any calls. Yeah. And I don't even feel the need to. <laughs> Honestly, I get so much coaching just from listening to other people being coached and in the group. And I find that I'm watching everybody grow and learning from them as well. Mm -hmm. So the more the merrier, actually, honestly, it's just been really fun to watch everybody sprout. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just the place to be. I love it. I love that so much. I feel the same. I think it's been wonderful that 
people can get so much out of just observing the coaching and there's plenty of room for everybody and you can get coached if you want to. It's not that you're not getting coached live because you there's not room for you to get coached. Like you're just actively like, oh, I can just listen to people and get the coaching from whatever they're getting coached on, which is perfect because we're all in the same boat. We're all MFR therapists. We're all dealing with the same objections from our clients, dealing with the same reactions from clients, all, all of the things. It's very similar. So awesome. Okay. You made a post in the Facebook group. I think it was the end of 2023, right at the end of the year. And you, I had kind of told everybody like, go through, figure out your numbers. We had had a guest coach come in and give us a training on money. And you posted in the group after like, I think you had been posting some struggles to me, like that you didn't think it was going very good. You felt behind some things like that. But then you posted, actually, I've made $60,000 working part-time and not even really trying. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that experience? Yeah, I'm not a numbers person. So I don't always look at my numbers. And that's one of the things um, Heather's been trying to get, you know, teach me all these years. So I... Yeah, it's the end of the year. We got to start looking at our numbers. We got to start doing our, you know, revenue and taxes and all that stuff. And I looked and I was shocked that I had made $60,000 or just at the time, just on the verge of $60,000. And I, honestly, the lackluster amount of work that I put in was so minimal I do things, quote unquote, because, um, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. You got to do some marketing. So I do some Facebook at, um, posts on towns. Mm -hmm. That's where I get most of my clients besides word of mouth. And I, so I just do it. It's not like I put any effort into it. I don't go on Canva. I don't, I had Canva. I don't, I never used it. I just kind of plop stuff on there and whatever. Yeah. And hope for the best. And the best came with with very and I just had a lot going on this year, last year, too, at home. And I never thought I could do both, which until now, my thought has changed. I didn't think I could have struggles at home and run a successful business. Mm, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because I've kind of watched this transformation for you most recently. Like, you've always been one that when your mind is to doing something or creating some outcome, you really do do the steps that create the outcome that you want. But I do think you sometimes struggle. And we've talked about this before we started recording. So we're fine talking about this, which I appreciate is sometimes you think that it's not going to work out for you. So then you decide ahead of time, you know, either to not do the thing or to only try once and then kind of quit. Can you tell me the difference like between creating this result, the $60,000 result by really not trying, like you're just going, like everything's on autopilot, you know what motions to go through. And then what's changed now that you're like, okay, I can make $60,000 not even trying what happens when I do something on purpose? Like what has been this the switch for you? And what is that going to look like this year? Well, the switch was, you know, actually seeing that number and saying, wow, I did this without trying. And also with the coaching um, that you mentioned, the financial coach, having a more organized way of managing my money, or at least looking at it and mm -hmm. uh, planning for the future. And for now, having that organization will, it just made me feel like I can do this. I can really do this. And, and 
I want to put in that effort now because I'm actually seeing from the group too, like everybody's been struggling, you know, not everybody, but people mm-hmm. are struggling. I see their struggles. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're at a hundred thousand. Woo. They're at a hundred thousand. Yeah. And it's like, And they, they get coached because that's what I'm hearing. Right. I'm learning from, from their coaching. And I'm like, I can do this. I can totally do this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to practice intentional, marketing or whatever you want to call it selling and go, go for towards a hundred thousand will i make a hundred thousand this year probably not but that's a, that's just maybe though right goal. but you don't know yeah you don't know right like there's no reason why you wouldn't what do you want to share with the audience like what your goal was for january where like by the time this airs it will be past january but january 2024 what was your goal and where are you at so my goal for January 2024 was 7,000, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a reach because I was going to two seminars in Florida. And I thought, well, I can at least try, right? So I decided that was my goal. I went to Florida, came home sick, and had to lose out on some more clients, had to cancel yeah. some clients. So basically, I thought for sure, I'm never going to reach that goal. And then today's Monday. I looked at my um, numbers this morning and added up the amount of money that I'm going to make with who's coming in this week. And as long as everybody comes in this week, my number is going to be $7,015 for the January. I love that. So you're going to make that right by the last day of the month, even with two weeks gone due to illness and going to a seminar. It's wild. That's wild. So if you can do that, only work in a couple of weeks and yeah. yeah you can make as much as you decide to make I think it's like the decision I'm having a 7k month and then doing like that's the result you want and then taking all the action that you know needs to be taken in order to achieve that and feeling the way that you think you need to feel in order to do that and then like what do you need to be thinking in order to create that feeling in your body so that you do do those actions so that you do create that result do you have any idea or sense of like what was the feeling that you were generating or what were you thinking to generate this 7k month well it started in december mm-hmm. <laughs> when i saw the 60,000 yeah you know it really did it sparked a, an excitement in me the other part too that i just want to mention is that i never really wanted to make a hundred thousand. And it's just an old money mindset. I always just want to have enough. That's Mm. my mindset. And I realized that at some point, probably in December too, that that was, that's been my life story. I've always had enough. I've never gone without, but I've always had enough and that's enough. So now it's like, no, I want to, I want to explore having more than enough. Yeah. And it can be really scary. I think to go from I'm the person that has enough and I feel grateful and thankful and safe and all my needs are met to the person that's like, I'm still grateful and thankful and safe having my needs met, but I want to know what it's like to have more than enough. There's a transitional period there. How's your nervous system and everything feeling now being like, well, I'm going to create a hundred thousand dollar year. I'm excited about it. I'm not scared. That's what's interesting, too, because normally I'd be scared, but I'm excited. I'm like, you know, it's it's okay if I don't, but I'm not going to stay low and hide. And I'm just going to mm-hmm. say it. I'm going to put it out there. I, yeah. What do you have to lose? Right, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And if you make 
90,000 or 80,000, are you going to be disappointed in yourself? Or are you going to be like, I just made 30,000 more than I made this last year. Right. And then next year we'll try again. Yeah. Exactly. So good. I love exactly. it. Yeah. I'm so excited for you because I think this is one of those things that you and I used to kind of not bump up against or butt heads about, but it was like, you were kind of like hands on your hips, like, I don't need more than I need. Right. And I'd be like, but what if you did? And you're like, I don't. <laughs> it's right. like something had to click in my little brain to think, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do I need that? That's for other people. Do you think some of it was that thought, like, that's for other people and not for me? Yeah. Yeah. What is your thought about it being for you now? I feel like it's doable. I feel like it's acceptable. You know, I guess, you know, maybe I'm worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it for you? It is for me. Is Linda Silver a six-figure earner? Linda Silver is a six-figure earner. On Love purpose. it. Yes, on purpose. Okay. So let's talk about your 60K year, which was unintentional, right? It was still great. More money than you've ever made in your life. Mm -hmm. And how many clients were you seeing a week? Tops 12, um, maybe a few weeks or more than that, but mostly 12. Okay. So... so how is that schedule for you? Pretty good. Yeah. 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 $60,000. Mm -hmm. I yeah. had a lot of time off. I did trips. I did three trips. And Where'd you go? I went to Aruba for the first time. Amazing. Yeah. I went to Italy to take a um, human dissection course on fascia. That's amazing. What was that like? That was, that was unbelievable. I didn't even know what I was getting myself into, but I did. And it was really amazing. Um, if anybody has that desire mm -hmm. to see human fascia, to see it, and it's a fresh frozen body. So you really do see the fascia. It's not the mm -hmm. white stuff that people cut away and pushed aside. Because now we were actually looking at it. For, we were looking for it. We were. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Was that through the Fascial Congress? It was through um, a guy named John Sharkey in Ireland. He's from Ireland, but mm -hmm. he's an anatomist. And it was at the Trekkie Lab or something in Cremona, Italy. The building itself was just amazing. <laughs> Even yeah. Building, but um, yeah. They do it in Ohio too. But I thought if I'm going to do a dissection course, I'm going to go to Italy and do it because John Barnes has said in the past, read the book, The Agony and the Ecstasy about Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. And I did. I listened to him. It took me a long time to read that book because it was very deep. It was, it was tough to get through. Yeah. <laughs> but I yes. read it. And that's how Michelangelo learned how to sculpt. He, in the basement of churches, he illegally dissected human bodies in the basement of churches and that's how he learned about the human body and how to mm -hmm. sculpt and i thought wow i'm gonna go where michelangelo learned <laughs> i love that that's so fun well and also like just to have like the gumption and the gall to like go leave the united states leave the comfort of your home leave the comforts of being in the u.s to go to a foreign country did you go by yourself did you go with a friend no i went with another mfr therapist from georgia okay. That I Fun. Okay. I love that. So then you get there, you're in a different country and then you're dissecting bodies. You're watching fascia, all these things. Three full days. Yeah. 
Wow. Amongst some top anatomists in the in the world. What was that like? It was amazing. I mean, these people are smart people. Yeah. <laughs> they are like, they just know their business. Um, and they were so hands-on and so ready to teach, like getting in there and just teaching us every little bit of knowledge they could. Um, they even did a... a a craniotomy and they oh. took, took the brain out oh my gosh it, wow it, it was very detailed very intense it was i amazing. bet did you struggle at all with imposter syndrome or like not feeling smart at that or were you had you like coached yourself on like i'm coming to this it doesn't matter if i don't know all the terminology like i'm, I'm here to get a specific thing like what were you hoping to gain out of being there i really wanted to see the fascia in you know in real life mm -hmm. And as far as I didn't feel like an imposter, I did feel a little, you know, less than, but everybody made, they were just so wonderful. They made you feel so comfortable. There was no stupid questions. They just basically held your hand. John Sharkey got me a chair to sit down my first day because, I mean, it can be overwhelming when you first see the bodies. Yeah. And he He's like, okay, you can just sit right here and, you know, and. I'm like, okay. And I watched the first day. And then the second day I got my, you know, I asked for help. And I just said, mm -hmm. can you help me start this process? Because I really want to do it. I'm not here just to watch. So, Yeah. So you got to actually hands-on do the dissection and touch the pieces and interact with the bodies. In total. Wow. total. I don't know if I could do it. I would probably have to sit down a lot. <laughs> you know what the, the most, the part for me was the resonance for the bodies. Hmm. I just had so much resonance the whole time I was in that room. Every time I walked in those doors, I was like, I just felt the love and the appreciation for the people that donated the bodies. Mm -hmm. That to me was the best part that mm -hmm. they actually allowing us to do this. I just had so much resonance for it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get over that. That's awesome. Yeah. And nice to know too, right? That like, these organizations are really taking care of the cadavers of the donors of, and then of the students too. And the students are doing the same thing. Like they're there to be respectful and to resonate with the bodies and to really be thankful and appreciative of what that donation means. And I think as humans, and we're working on these now deceased humans, it can be weird and also highly uncomfortable, but for you to go from like, being a little overwhelmed when you got there to like actually interacting and doing the dissecting is really cool. So it's not like at massage school, we're dissecting bodies, right? We're working on human live people. So it's right. not like we're constantly seeing dead people. Whereas I think in PT school and med school, that's like more something that they would be academically exposed to. So it's very cool. I love that you're able to do that. Was your business able to pay for that trip? Well, I made $60,000 last year, Heather. I love it. You're such a baller. You're such a baller. <laughs> That's what I spent my money on was my yeah. vacation. Yeah. But it was it was so worth it. There's no regrets at all. Yeah. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about this year that you just had that was kind of on accident, but that's fine, right? Like we're not it's not a problem that it was on accident, but now that you are setting goals, you've made a goal to make $7,000 in January, which is done. You also have a goal to make six figures 
I think now that you have that goal, that's as good as done. Whether it happens in 12 months, 14 months, 18 months, it's as good as done. What are the new things that you're doing with intention now that you maybe weren't doing with intention before? Looking at my money and deciding how to spend it this year is going to mm-hmm. be really key for me. Working with um, Gina, the mm-hmm. uh, coach, you know, really looking at what am I spending it on? What to for my ROI, my return on investment, like really looking at those things and saying, okay, I just had to put a bathroom in. No regrets there. That was, uh, it was a much needed entity here for me. Mm-hmm. And I had no problem doing that. It was like, it was, I didn't feel like, oh my God, now I got to pay for it. And how am I going to pay for it? Nope. It all worked out. That's a big change. If I like think back to when we were one-on-one coaching, I feel like there was like this insurance policy that you had to get. Remember (laughs) that? And remember how stressed out? And now you're like, I just fully put in a bathroom. <laughs> I had to pay like three thousand dollars to before I might to start my business. And I was like, where am I gonna get three thousand dollars? Yeah, and you were like, and I just paid for coaching. Like that's what <laughs> exactly. And now yeah. it's like, nope, I just put a ten thousand dollar half a bath. <laughs> I love that. Did you ever consider how your thoughts about money would change or your like ability to just have money and be like, oh yeah, I can just do that because I have it. It's, I think that's like one of the things I didn't prepare myself with or hadn't uh, had the experience yet. Whereas like, I think now where I'm at with my business and being able to pay myself more than ever, when we have a family emergency and we just have the money, it's like, it's not actually an emergency then. It's just like, oh, this thing came up. We have a circumstance and I can just cover it. Do I always love covering it? No, I don't. That's not where I'm at yet mentally, but <laughs> like, it's so much different than how am I going to cover it? Can I cover it? What are we going to do? We're one paycheck away from like losing everything. You know, that's a different thing, right? Whereas now it's a totally different experience. Like you, oh, I think this is a good Example for me, we bought a rental property and right off the bat, and it's in an HOA, right off the bat, at the first HOA meeting we went to, they were like, we need to replace the decks. Like every deck in this HOA needs to be replaced and you have to pay 10% of everybody's deck. But our deck didn't need to be replaced. So we had to buy everybody else a deck and some people had three and we had to pay 10% of that. It was the worst, but we could do it which was nice, you know, but it was just, you know, not fun, not some, not an expense I want to pay for, but it's nice to be able to be like, oh, but we can do it. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the gift, right? We can do it. Mm -hmm. And we know we're going to make more money and it's going to come back to us. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was one of my money thoughts has always been, I save just enough money to spend it. Mm -hmm. But now with this coaching, I am going to start saving that extra for those quote unquote emergencies or whatever they are. Right. Yeah. And, be, yes. and and then there won't be that. There's no worry. It's not an emergency. Like you said, it's now it's just, a, okay, that's something that needs to be covered. Mm-hmm. Do it. So are you learning how to pay yourself regularly too? I have paid myself regularly all at least I know all last year, probably most of the year before, Mm -hmm. but now I want to raise. 
Yeah, that's a huge flex <laughs> because I think there's lots of people listening to this that are like, wait, what? You pay yourself? Like, it's not just whatever you have left over. Or, you know, some people just pay their bills out of their working account and they don't ever actually just set an amount to pay themselves. So it's a huge flex to be doing that. And then also to be like, oh, and now I'm ready for a raise. What What is that going to be? Yeah. 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 So, so that's, my, that's my new goal this year. So hopefully I'll get some coaching on that. Yeah, uh, I'm your girl. I will coach you, coach your face right off. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you're looking forward to a raise. What else do you have on the plan for this year? I would like to look at my website again and maybe redo that. Mm -hmm. I want it to be maybe a little cleaner, clean it up. Yeah, because probably the way you would explain things in written writing now are different than when you first set your website up. Yeah, we definitely can do that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of new technology and stuff too that mm -hmm. just need to get access to. So, yeah, the hundred thousand, the website. I want to get professional pictures done. Fun. Yeah, I've never had professional pictures done. So the picture that you have of me is something my daughter took. I think for my first podcast. Okay. Yeah. Two years ago, I had to sit outside on the steps and say, "Just take some pictures of me with my phone, please." And yeah, I, I you might have to picture. send in an updated one for this next podcast. Yeah. Well, I don't have one. I need to get some professional ones done. Yeah. But that's the other thing I want to do. It's just been on my mind. I see other therapists that do it, and I'm like, "Oh, that looks like fun." Mm -hmm. I need to have a little fun. Yeah, and I think it's fun, and I think it kind of levels up your confidence and it just like gives a truer reflection of who you are now yeah which is great yeah you've you have come so far I know I know you're a little nervous before getting on here today but it used to be like I had to wrestle you almost fly to Massachusetts to get you to come on the podcast I was a little less wrestling this time I think you actually did ask me to be on another time and I don't think I ever responded. I know. You. Sometimes I'm like, do people just not get my messages or what's happening? But I, I never give up. I just keep asking and eventually Wait. you say yes. It's like, oh, oh Heather wants me to be on a podcast. Oh. I'm just like the little stalker that could. I'm like, knock, knock, it's me again. Are you there? And then I, I looked on the schedule. I'm like, oh, let me go as far out as I can. I'm glad I did though, because I was sick last week. And yeah, it's all working out in perfect timing. And I think... It's always so fun because I don't always know what we're going to talk about ahead of having you come on the podcast. But then, you know, I saw you submit the win that you had a $60,000 a year without trying. And I was like, that's really interesting. Do you want to kind of share with the audience, like some of the struggles that you would share with me? Like, because you were submitting a lot of struggling in your weekly reports, like a lot of just like nothing is working. This isn't going very well. I'm having imposter syndrome. Like I, this happened, this happened. And so like when you posted your win, I was like, okay. it's almost like you can have all these struggles and still do something incredible. Yeah. Well, my struggles really have been a lot of um, family stuff going on. And just, I have the grandkids here so much now. My son's living here. My sister lived here last year. Just so, and you know, it's just not that it's, I, I want to say it's not that it's heavy energy, but it is heavy energy. It's mm -hmm. energy. And mm -hmm. it takes away from my personal time. It takes away from my work time. And I just don't have the energy to put in. That's that's what this year has been. Well, last year mm -hmm. has been. 
but now I know I can do the both. So that's going to be the difference this year. Yeah. Um, absolutely do both. I now I've what I've learned is how to not be everything to everybody else. Mm, tell me um, more. Yeah. So I I don't have to be here all the time when my grandkids are here. I don't have to take care of them and be their mother, so to speak, when they're here. Yeah. I can go out. I can do things. I can separate. I the, yesterday on so Sunday mornings is my now work time. So I'm like I got to do my homework now. So you got to leave Mimi alone. So I mm-hmm. shut the door in my office and I do my homework and go over my checklist and look at my numbers. And so I'm that's the difference. I'm like I'm going to carve out that time and I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure that when they're not here, I do my homework too. Yeah. making sure I do my posts every week that I can on those Facebook pages, because a lot of times it'll be, you know, Wednesday night and I'm like, oh, I don't have the energy to mm-hmm. now do that. So I um now I'm going to, you know, make it a habit, you know, make it a mm-hmm. commitment to myself and to my business. That's how I'm going to make $100,000 this year by doing my homework. Yeah. Like deciding it's like you can do both things. You can grandma, you can family, you can do your business. You could do do coaching. Like you can, you can do all of the things. I think when we're questioning like, oh, is there, is it too much for me to be doing this? Like we spend time questioning instead of just deciding that we're going to do both. And it doesn't take a ton of time. No, but it does take a lot of time when we're worrying about it. I feel like, yeah. It's time to join my 12-month coaching program. Enrollment is open from January 31st through February 7th. When you join during this period, you'll be invited to my special bonus workshop where you'll learn how to become an expert in MFR before you ever reach expert status. This training alone is worth your entire investment in coaching. So join now. To enroll, go to www.themfrcoach.com forward slash coaching. Make sure you enroll before midnight on February 7th so you don't miss out. So the other thing I want to do, it's motivating me to make more money too, is to hire a housekeeper twice a month. Yeah, yes. You definitely want that. That's a huge motivating factor for me too. Yeah. So she comes once a month, but now I want twice a month. So that's just one extra treatment a month. Yeah, maybe you want her every week. I know. That'll come next. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. I love that. So then that's just that one big thing off my list. Yeah, that's the other cool thing about having being well resourced and having more than enough money is you can then start outsourcing some of the things that take away a lot of your time that aren't a good return on investment for you to be using your time to do them. Like if you could be seeing one extra person or selling one more package because you're in the office working instead of cleaning toilets probably going to do better to spend that $100, $150 on the cleaning person and you go into your office and you make the money. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm willing to add more people to my, yeah, I'm willing to actually see more clients. I was always wishy-washy about that too, mm-hmm. 12 to 14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I never really knew what number I wanted, but now I, I, I have, you know, I think 14 would be really good. And that's going to give me that boost in the income to be able to do the extra cleaning lady. The other thing I might want to do too, is change my hours a little bit. I saw that post the other day on the Facebook page about working eight to three or whatever it is. Like I'm, I might start doing something like that too. So that that's to come this year, changing, Mm -hmm. more 
decision. Like deciding what works best for you. I think this always blows people's minds in coaching is like, oh, I can just decide what I want, what works best for me, the rate that I want to charge working only hours I want to work. And I can stay fully booked doing that. People don't believe it until they try it or they see other people doing it. And there's always this transitional period, like where you decide it and then someone has comments about it. Someone has thoughts and they share the thoughts and then we make the thoughts that someone else says about what we've done mean that everybody thinks that way. And it's just not true. No, you've you've told me that since day one, but I'm listening. I just haven't... (laughs) You're coming around. It's fine. A little slow. Yeah. Yeah. And like, here's the thing too. It really doesn't matter necessarily like how long it takes you to make six figures, how long it takes you to set your policies, how long it takes you to get fully booked. The point is, is that if you continue to do these things, even unintentionally, right? Like you're proof of like, I can just unintentionally have a $60,000 business, but there were intentions behind that. There were specific steps you took to create that didn't just fall out of the sky. So you did do work. You were trying, but it eventually works out. Like once you do the things that puts all of this into motion, you've constantly worked on your ability to talk about and sell MFR. And I think your confidence in what you say to clients now versus when we first started coaching is totally different and and how you say it and how you approach those conversations is totally different. What do you think about selling MFR now? I think it's easier. I don't feel like I'm a master at it, but I do feel like it's a lot easier. I definitely feel more confident. I, you know, I'm like, this is, this is what I can do for you. Mm -hmm. And it may take time, but I can do this. And um, so having that confidence and allowing them to feel safe and trusting and believe in me and believe in the work because I believe in the work that really changes the, um, their mindset too. So yeah, I, it's good golly. I don't think I, I was so afraid to even suggest they come back. Never mind, you know, try to sell them a package. Good Lord. Yeah. Which is (laughs) wild, right? It's like, we're trying to get these people better yet. I think the majority of MFR therapists, especially people who have not been coached, mostly people that have not been coached, are so afraid. Like, who am I to suggest when they should come back? They know their bodies best. And it's like, but you're the expert in the room. So you really have to be the one that goes out on a limb that takes the risk, risk the relationship to be like, hey, and if you want to feel better sooner, you might want to come back more often. Like, this is not a once a month situation, unless you wanted to take 12 years before we get things feeling better. (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your willingness to do the things that I suggest, even when it feels wild in your body. And then to get to watch you enjoy the fruits of your labor is like the most fun for me. It's like the most fun for me when someone reports a win, especially like when you do and you're like, and I did this thing, look at me now, and this is my next goal. It just gives me full body goosebumps because I'm so proud of you. And I'm just like, yes, like, yes, finally, you can see that this is for you too. And you're doing it and you have all this proof that it works. And then not only that, but then you just think about all the clients that are getting helped by you because you've never quit and you've never decided like, it's too hard to sell it or people don't want it. I could never have done it without coaching. And I'll always say that till the day I die. It's like, I, I, I had to have the coaching. I needed the coaching. Otherwise I would have quit. I'm glad I didn't quit and I'm glad I'm still not quitting. 
when things get tough, you know, not even business-wise, but in the families and stuff, it's like, don't quit, you know? Yeah. I'd rather do this than go to work. Oh my gosh, that's right. You were still working. Were you working at a nursing home when we were yeah, still? doing per oh diem, PTA. Yeah. 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 And... What's it, is it so good not ever having to go back <laughs> <laughs> so my mother's in a nursing home and when yeah. I walk down the hallway and I walk by that PT room and I look in and I say I wonder if they need any per diem help and I'm like nope oh. no nope. nope 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 never going back to that yeah again, ever. yeah I can't even tell you how good that feels I love that I remember when that was a big deal about leaving and then then you just decided and you just left like one day you're like oh I quit I'm like oh my done. gosh <laughs> done 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 yeah did you ever make $60,000 working there full time? No. In all of my years, I worked for over 30 years as a PTA and I never did. Actually, I took pay cuts um, at, at one point in my career and I never, never regained that pay cut. I don't think. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And how many hours would you work a week? Well, back in the day, I worked more than 40, but then I would do, th I work 32 hours a week. Yeah. That's a lot though. And what was the most you ever made doing that, working that many hours? 52,000. Wow. I would rather work 12 hours a week. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or even 20, oh. you know, and just, yeah, and just be here. <laughs> I love my space. I love my little business here. And um, it's been nothing but joy when I sit back and look at it now from this perspective. Of course, mm -hmm. when I first started, it was painful and scary, but... Now it's pure joy. What was the most painful and scary thing that you can remember? Selling MFR. Yeah. Tell me why. Because I didn't like to tell people what to do or that I was an expert on it. And I didn't ever felt I was an expert. Like I, I couldn't guarantee that they're going to get better. I can't tell them they're going to get better. Mm -hmm. But I had that one client who still comes to me. She, now she's on maintenance, but she, I, you you coached me, I think must have been the day she was coming in and you said, tell her, I don't know if it was her in particular, but you said, tell the, your clients that you believe enough for both of you that this will work. And I told her that and she booked package after package after package. Now she's a triathlonist and she is back to at least preparing to do a triathlon again. And I have another client similar to her who doesn't, she's not a triathlonist, but the same thing. And so I asked my client, I said, why did you keep coming back? And she said, because what you were doing wasn't making me worse. I didn't, she didn't get better right away, but she wasn't getting worse. So she mm -hmm. kept coming back. And so now this other client, and that's what I said to her, but you're not getting worse like you were with the other modalities. So now let's just, you know, you are getting better. They forget that they're getting better. Yeah, it's easy to um, discount how good better feels, even when it's just like a little bit better. Yeah, and so it's really up to us to record everything that they go through and be be able to recall it for them and let them know and point it out because people will want to self-discharge the minute they feel better and they might not get as long-lasting results or as deep results or what's possible for them if we agree with their with that idea. It's okay for us to fight for our clients. It doesn't make us pushy. It doesn't make us car salesmen. It makes us really good at what we do. And I think it creates a lot of safety for our clients to trust that what is 
what we're doing together is working and it's not making them any worse, even when they have a healing crisis, which is oh. also like everybody's big. Ah. <laughs> I know all of a sudden I had a couple at the same time. I'm like, oh, okay, I got this. And mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. And I feel like things happen in groups, right? Like if you just go and read the Facebook group right now, lots of people are having the same kind of spin out, (laughs) you know, like people will kind of freak out about the same things all together, not because they can see other people doing it. Like sometimes it's just like posts at the same time of people freaking out. And I think that's the same thing with our clients. Like we'll get a week of everybody with back pain. We'll get a week of everybody with migraines. We'll get a week where everybody has a healing crisis. We'll get a week where everybody late cancels, but you, you can handle anything that comes up in your practice because you've set yourself up to do that. There's no drama anymore. Learning mm-hmm. the model and just knowing the facts and the circumstance. It's like, there's no drama. If somebody can't make it to their appointment, there's no drama around it. Yeah. You don't take anything like personal from your clients anymore. Not anymore. Good Lord. I cried many a times, um, you know, like, oh my God, they're not coming back. Yeah, I suck. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Right. Now it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And when you're not trying to solve for what you did wrong, because that's the wrong problem to solve, it's like you can evaluate and move through any client interaction instead of staying stuck or instead of making whatever the client interaction was mean that you need to change your rates, change your policies, close your office. You're, you know, all of the catastrophizing that we do when someone just says words to us. And it's usually the clients that aren't our favorites, aren't money makers for us, like aren't bought in. And then we like give them all of this power and privilege over us and our brains. It's so funny. Right. Yeah. Well, so once you know it, it's, it's not that difficult mm-hmm. and, and take the drama out. I just love that. No more drama. I love that too. Deleting drama left and right as often as possible is the key. It's <laughs> the key. Stick to the facts, people. <laughs> Stick to the facts. Yes. Well, I think because therapists are so, we're so empathetic. We're so sensitive. We're so dialed into everybody else's feelings and emotions. We lose track that our feelings and emotions and thoughts are just as important or actually more important than our clients. Because when we have managed minds and managed thoughts and managed feelings and emotions, there is no drama. So it's just clean, a cleaner exchange for everybody, which is so nice. I have um, I have a, a client who's an acupuncturist now. So that was a little, I, you know, at first I was going to be a little intimidated by this, you know, because of course she's probably knows more than I do or whatever. And my brain says that, but yeah, your brain is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but she was here this morning and she, I said to her, I think, think I said so you're seeing changes you're seeing improvements and she's like yep and you know things are shifting and she gets that and everything but she's kind of like a fight or flight all the time like Mm -hmm. so scattered like doesn't remember anything or you know misses appointments and you know kinds of stuff I said to her before she left I said I just want you to start paying attention to whether you know, not just your physical, but the emotional part, the the feelings part, the part that where you're feeling like fight or flight. And she's like, it's so interesting you say that because the last time she came for two visits and then stopped coming for a month or two months and then she started coming back again. And she said, the last time I noticed that after seeing you a couple times that I, I was able to stay 
focused on something instead of procrastinating with it and, and getting it done. She said, and I don't know that if it was a, she said at first she wanted to say it was a coincidence, but now she's saying, so I just planting those seeds. I felt, I feel like I can talk to her and, and mm -hmm. feel like the um, leader in the room. Yeah. Instead of being intimidated, like anyone could come into the room and you could be the leader. Right. But practicing it with her has been helpful. So yes, I in the future that will definitely be I feel more I that's how I, I feel like I've grown into that role as being the um, leader yeah so, it's such a better experience for your clients no matter who they are what their ailment is like what their reason is for coming in because when we're the leader in the room we're doing this heavy this unseen heavy lifting for the client that makes the experience for them so much better so much more luxurious and so much more helpful and supportive because we're not leaving it up to them to make these really big decisions. We're giving them suggestions and we're giving them like A or B. Do you want the blue cup or the red cup? Either way, you're getting a drink. Which one do you want? Right? Mm -hmm. Just makes it so much easier. And it also gives them, you know, they feel empowered to make these decisions, but we're not making them decide the treatment plan or how long it's going to take for them to get better. Like we're just giving them enough information to make the next best decision. And we're guiding them the entire way, which is so nice. I, I can't tell you how infuriating it is to go to physical therapy that's not MFR related because that's just what's available here. And like have the person be intimidated and then have, have to be the one making the decision for the treatment plan. It's annoying. I don't want to do it. I'm going to end up quitting. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> so now I just have to fly around the country going to all of you guys to get MFR, which is kind of the best. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave. I'm going to Chicago next or I'm leaving on Thursday and I'm going to do like a four day session with Megan in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Fun. So that'll be fun. And I will make it over to Massachusetts eventually. <laughs> Yeah, Massachusetts and Rhode Island, you can make and Rhode it Island. because it's, we're just next door to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I see more Rhode Island residents than I do Massachusetts residents. I think I'm on the board. That's kind of cool though. Like it also goes to show people will come from anywhere and everywhere. Yes. Yeah. I live in Minnesota and I go to Iowa a lot too, to see Jonathan down there. He's like two, two and a half hours South of me. So I can go there. I go with to Wisconsin, like I'm finding where everybody is and all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Fun yes. that you have the time to do it too. I know. I make myself make the time. Otherwise, you know, I'm just sitting over here hurting or whatever from sitting, <laughs> sitting on Zoom. So, uh, cool. all right. Is there anything else you want to share? Oh, do you want to talk about your book? How's your book going? You wrote oh, a book, gosh, right? I haven't looked. It's been a year. You wrote yeah. a book a year ago? I published it a year ago. Yeah. Last January. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it sold a few copies. It wasn't, you know, mostly probably family and friends and relatives and whatever. But but that was okay. It was just, a, and that's what you helped me. You coached me on that, too. That mm -hmm. was a big deal to get through that. I love how now you're like, it's no big deal. I just did it. You know, well, I had to be coached on it. Well, <laughs> so yeah. It but I mean, I you drama. wrote... You wrote a book and I think not everybody can be like, oh, I wrote a book. Right. That's just not normal. <laughs> so yes, I did write a book. It's called A Lifetime of Sisters Weekends. And it's all about me and my six sisters. 
and this is year 40 that we've been doing these sister weekends. So we haven't planned it yet. We're going to start planning very soon. I uh, might do a little cruise somewhere. Amazing. How fun. So people can find the book on Amazon. Okay. A Lifetime of Sister Weekends by Linda Silva on Amazon. Okay, good. So everybody go look for her book, buy it. It's cute. I have it. I read it. It's very good. I also read the manuscript. So I read it a few times. So I feel like I have it memorized. <laughs> and you, I hired your editor. <laughs> yeah, that's so fun. Was great. So fun. Yeah. Self-publishing sisters. That's where we're at. What do you want to tell the audience about joining coaching? Like, what would you say to people that are freaked out to spend the money or to invest in their business in that way by hiring me? You literally, and it's literal, not even figuratively, it's literally you make the money back within a month of of starting coaching by taking simple steps, you know? It's a, just a really a no-brainer. And like I said, I'm, you know, on board to sign up in August again, and it's only January. It's like, I don't think I want to go without it anymore. It's that's, you know, and again, even though I'm not getting coached per se, I'm getting so much out of the group energy. To me, that's really what it is. It's this huge group energy that there's so much love and support and everybody's just cheering each other on. And it's just a no, it really is a no brainer that everybody should join group coaching. I, I'm speechless, really. Really, it's just you just got to do it. Just do it. Just bite the bullet just, and do it. Just do it. Just be like, just the, do what not, Linda says. It's not even a lot of money. Yeah, right. What's I love the, that. I mean, I'm saying that now. Three years ago, I wasn't saying that, but but you've spent more than three thousand dollars on coaching too. Yeah, I've yeah. I've been in group, I've been in coaching for three years. Yeah, mostly on. Yeah, mostly on. But, which yeah, which is great, and also has a like allowed you to do these bigger projects, like write a book. What else do you think you've done? That's like, co like not MFR related, but came from coaching. Well, I think now like finances, like not being afraid of money. Mm -hmm. like I, used to be. I, I mean, literally scared to death of looking at money. It's taxes. Oh my God. I would just cringe at the thoughts of having to do my taxes and just um, now I can look at it and be, it's just a number. Right. Mm -hmm. No drama. Taking the drama even out of the money is priceless. Yeah. It so sure helps you make more money when you don't have drama around it and have more money. Right. And not right. Just taking that stress off. It's just that's priceless. Having no stress looking at a number. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree because I've done a lot of work for money, too. And we mentioned earlier Gina Knox. Gina Knox is uh, one of my friends. She she is a money coach. She has the podcast called uh, Save Six Figures with Gina Gina Knox, and her program is Six Figure Saver. You guys should all check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes. But a lot of people that have been coming on my podcast most recently have made a mention of her, and I really do think that people that join my pro coaching program and then use my affiliate link so they can get a discount to join her program. It's like the best combination of coaching because you get me and now there's, I think over 20 MFR therapists in her program. And so you guys get a lot of like customized coaching for MFR therapists over there, even though she's not an MFR therapist, she's a money coach, 
but people are not only making six figures for the first time, but now they're saving six figures for the first time with her help over in that group, which is just chef's kiss to both things, because I'm going to teach you how to make a lot of money and she's going to teach you how to have the money. They perfect complement each other perfectly. I've already saved over $10,000 in the month that I've been coaching with her. And that's incredible, Linda. Right. Because she taught me how to save instead of spend. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's so funny. That's so, I'm going to tell her that I'm going to text her when we get off this call. And let her know. She probably don't. Yeah. She's got these cute little, little video things that you can do. I sent in a mm -hmm. form and she coached me via an email on a video. Vid, I don't know. It's yeah. just technology gets better and better. She's, she's gonna, she knows about MFR now because she has so many people in her group that are. Yeah. MFR. She can't help but know about it. Yeah. It's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> She's We're great. But it is world. a great compliment. Um, group coaching, MFR coaching, and Gina Knox six figure savers complement each other. You'll not only make a lot of money, like Heather said, but you'll save a lot of money and you'll learn how to spend it and and manage it and feel good about it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, I love that, that for us, for our community. And I really do think this mission of making MFR mainstream and then ensuring that no MFR therapist ever under earns or burns out is such a, it's such an important thing for our industry. It just moves our industry forward. And I, I'm like living for the day where we have hundreds and hundreds of MFR therapists that raise their hand and they're like, I'm a six figure earner. I work 20 hours or less a week. And I also have a stacked bank account and I help all these people. And I'm, you know, ensuring that MFR is mainstream is one of the first lines of defense for chronic and unexplained pain. That's like my goal. So thanks for being a part of the movement. Thank you. It's been great. So fun. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap up there. We could literally talk all day, but for anyone that has any questions for anything that we discussed here, there will be links in the show notes for you to check out Linda's book for you to get on Linda's actual MFR book and for you to join Gina Knox's program. So thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Thanks for joining me today, Linda. See you all Thank next you. week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute and rate and review the podcast. I appreciate it. For more information, please follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach. And check out my website, www.themfrcoach.com for more information. If you are currently not working 20 hours or less and making six figures in your MFR business, I want to help you change that. Make sure you tune into the show and get on my email list so you never miss out on important trainings and information. To be the first to find out when we are enrolling next for my 12-month Business Foundations coaching program, get on that email list at www.themfrcoach.com backslash join. Inside this program, you'll learn how to raise your rate, overcome objections, and sell MFR. You'll become the MFR therapist that never under-earns and never burns out. It's up to us to make MFR mainstream, and it starts with you and your successful MFR practice. See you next week.